genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one minute at a time. I was trying to think of something to put there, but I couldn't. <laughs> I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us again today are Andrew and Kestra Dorowski from Disney Animation Minute Essentials, the podcast. Yay, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. First try. Good job. I didn't write it down, so he was just like, wait, what was it? For some reason, I'm, so, I, I'm such an urge to say, urge to say animated. We oh. thought about that a lot, and we had to make a decision about a word. I don't remember why we picked animation, uh-uh. but yeah, we picked animation. <laughs> we picked animation. We just call ourselves the Disney Podcaster Day yeah, most of the time. Disney Minute. So... We got like uh, Twitter and Instagram as like Diz Minute. Yeah. <laughs> this minute right here <laughs> yeah i thought about that it's like this minute we were hey we got other, it we were trying other names and they were too long they took them someone else did or yeah I don't know. it was tricky but you know this minute <laughs> so today we're talking about minute this one minute, this right minute <laughs> 197 <laughs> <laughs> which starts with Frodo talking to himself and saying, no, Sam, as he's trying to paddle away from Sam and ends with Frodo <laughs> pulling Sam into the boat. That sounds so threatening. <laughs> no, Sam. And he's like paddling away from Sam. And it's just like the Jaws theme. as He's like no, wading into the water. <laughs> Frodo. <laughs> Frodo. Oh, my God. Frodo, 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 Frodo. <laughs> Just keep walking. Just keep walking. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, we got such good minutes this week. Like, <laughs> yesterday was great because we got Gandalf. We get we don't get everyone in the fellowship this week, but, but we get a mention of everyone in the fellowship. Yes. Um, and so we got Gandalf. Um, and um, and then we get this like great, great, great Sam minute like this whole minute is basically for sam and uh, like we we talked about it yesterday but like sam is amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> we're so grateful that we have sam <laughs> you wanted the sam i gave you the sam <laughs> <laughs> uh i my one thing that i do not like about this minute is the fake water you know that gets aged well is most of this minute, unfortunately. Yeah, it looks very silly. Which which water are you talking about? When um when he's like drowning. When he's underwater. He, yeah. I actually and have some thoughts on that. He's, okay. He's standing on top of a bunch of big fans mm-hmm. on a set huh. with a blue screen. All the all the bubbles are just digitally added in. Yeah. Well, so I did have. I, I'll go ahead and talk about it now because I I did think about this sequence that it seemed really really surreal and dreamlike almost, mm-hmm. like it doesn't look like someone's underwater, um, and now I know that's because someone wasn't underwater, um, <laughs> which I'd never really thought about. I like I wondered just a little bit. I'm like, oh, I wonder how they did this pit. Oh well, um, because I thought, and I feel like this was the case even when it came out i i don't think it's necessarily like it didn't age well i think they're actually 
using it and and making it a little more dreamlike to say like this sequence is not necessarily the 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 realism that we've put a lot in this movie this sequence is kind of a more um symbolic or metaphorical thing about like Sam's sacrifice and Frodo coming to get him mm-hmm. I, or or something like that I feel like they intentionally made it a little more ethereal and unreal um and that there's some reason for that yeah cuz the like biggest that. thing the biggest thing that makes it look not natural to me is actually the lighting yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. the because the way he's kind of flown around and the bubbles and the the like slow mo that all looks fine to me it's it's the mm-hmm. lighting that doesn't work it doesn't look like it's underwater it's not green enough for that water at least yeah yeah, yeah. There, there is some water that is blue, blue like, like that. that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But it's not what they were <laughs> no. wading into. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they're trying to send some sort of message about this moment being more symbolic than it is like the real thing that was going on. Because I also don't think that Sam got quite that deep that quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he seems to keep plunging deeper and deeper throughout this moment. And it's like, that must have been like a heck of a drop off. Yeah. For him to suddenly be... Yeah, to to be that far down. Well, it's and a lake, right? Technically, I they oh, yeah, refer to the it as a lake. Part of it, they yeah. are in the lake part of it. But there is like a big waterfall right next to it. Yeah, yeah. which I think seems a little weird. Yeah, it it does. Like that's a big waterfall, especially because like you can't really tell from these shots which way the water is flowing. yeah there's like almost no flow right here so i guess yeah. it would have to be a lake with how little flow is going on mm-hmm. but because most such a big waterfall such, such a big waterfall is yeah. is right there so it seems a little odd and i was wondering about like why the water isn't really moving because they definitely i mean later on this week they definitely push something into the water and it flows with the water to the edge of the waterfall yeah um yeah but but i don't know I'm not a geology or a topography or whatever <laughs> person. Hydrography. <laughs> I don't know what it would be for like the flow of rivers. I don't know. There's got to be I, experts on it. Science. <laughs> You're not a scientist. We'll just go with that. <laughs> hydrodynamics. Yeah. But um, but like I, I think he, the shots we have of him in the water, he's just getting way too far down. And I don't yeah. think like Frodo would be able to reach him even. I was and pull was, him into a into the boat. Yeah, I was good at And so I feel like that. it's it's symbolic in some way of um maybe Sam being okay. Digging into so I don't only work for for Dame, I also am the producer on the protagonist podcast. We've had you guys both as as guests for that. Mm-hmm. And on that one, there's a lot of talk about the hero's journey. And when they and when um the hosts talk about the hero's journey, they also especially stress like the baptism imagery that always happens, which is water stuff. Like mm-hmm. there's always like rain or or someone gets, you know, dunked underwater and it's a baptism symbol somehow. It it yeah. happens a lot in the hero's journey where they have to transition from um the from some part of what they've been to the new hero that they need to be. Mm-hmm. And it, it I mean it doesn't hold up 100% of the time but it, it works good for for the most part as as a little symbol so I'd say this is probably like supposed to be some sort of baptism imagery for Sam about transitioning from the hobbit he was into the guy who's gonna help make sure this mission is completed yeah um like like 
I don't know what that transition is that he's been making. And this is like the final step or symbol for it. But I'd say he is probably different when he's in the boat compared to what he was on the shore walking out to Frodo. Well, it's the it's the decision to rid himself of this urge to go home right now is, I think, what it is, because there's still been a little bit of that on him since they left the Council of Elrond. I and think. he's been he's been missing home. And this moment when Frodo is going to go no matter what is Sam being like, well, then I'm going to follow you. Yeah, I can. Like, I can you're, wait. You're, to go you're home going alone. You're going alone and I'm coming with you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably my favorite Sam line. In, <laughs> so good. Of course you are. Yeah. And I'm coming, coming with you. you. <laughs> like that doesn't, that, that is completely the opposite of alone. <laughs> but it's okay. Sam, Sam can get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it's not alone. It, it's not the opposite of alone to Sam because Frodo and Sam need each other. Yeah. They're a I, unit. They yeah. are together. Well, <laughs> and I think also like the the kind of like non-grammar of it is a symbol of Sam's rusticness. I know that's a term that Tolkien used to describe Sam a lot. Yeah. Is Sam is rustic. And so the way he phrases it, he's like, I don't care if like this doesn't fit the syntax and everything of alone. This is just how I'm saying this and, and this is how it is. It also like to us. No, regardless of whether or not Sam goes with him, Frodo is alone. Right. Yes. To be a ring bearer is to be alone, as right. Galadriel said. Yeah. So yeah, of course he's going to be alone, but Sam's going to accompany him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that. But I just love this moment of Sam like marching out into the water, and Frodo saying, "It's like, no, I'm going alone." Like. Go back. And then Sam just keeps going. And like, Frodo's like, you can't swim. What are you doing? Yeah, like, 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 swimming be damned as far as Sam is concerned. Like, Sam am, really chose a hill to die on today. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. He's like, I, I am going to be as close to Frodo to help him through this as much as I can, whether mm-hmm. or not I make it there through my death. I love yeah. that this minute and the previous minute, like the emotional climax of the minute um, depends on like hands grasping things. Oh, yeah. That's um, that's my favorite like visual moment in this minute mm-hmm. is the Sam... way their hands lock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Sam is totally limp. It's like he's dead. And then he feels Frodo's hand and there's a second where you're not sure if he's still there. Yeah. And then once Frodo kind of like pulls up just a little and like really grips him, Sam grabs Frodo's wrist too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a very small moment, but it, it speaks to me. Yeah, well, it makes a statement. Like when Frodo was grabbing the ring in the previous minute, Sam, like Sam's mission is Frodo. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that I really love how that moment encapsulates everything we need to know about their relationship. Yeah. I actually I have I have that written down in my notes somewhere um, this week is like Sam has a very, very clear, precise mission like mm-hmm. and it, it and he can see it and he knows what it is like he is focused. He is visualizing his mission the whole time. Yeah, I really liked that moment, too. But it seems like Sam is a lot farther into the water. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't and, quite make sense. And, and, and I'm just like, how is it just Frodo's 
arm, how is Frodo not also submerged in the water as well? And like, don't you need the shadow from the boat? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. um, But I do really like... Sam is so much heavier than Frodo. (laughs) Yes, and he's uh, he's wet now. Yes. And, okay, so... I was I was a Boy Scout. I've been in canoes and like it is hard to pull oh, anything yeah. out of the water without just yeah. tipping that right yeah. over. <laughs> and holding the opposite end is not going to help you. Yeah, it's and like it's just, you're just in a tight spot. And we, like we had like I had to get merit badges where it was like the canoeing merit badge. It's like, okay, pardon the canoeing merit badge, tip your boat over. And like me and one other scouts, are you serious? Like that's like, <laughs> that's like the thing. He's like, "Yep, tip the boat over." Oh goodness. Okay, and so we like get in the water and tip the boat over. It's like, okay, now you got to get it back over and yep. you got to get in it. It's like this is impossible. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Frodo does it with one hand, right? Yeah, he and pulls him up. Like, I, I, I mean, Sam helps once he's right above the water, but. He's this boat, so far into the water, it seems. He's not... Yeah. And just, like, I think he would have been... Like, Frodo would have had to go shoulder deep, which would have been leaning, least, like, at, out of the boat. At the yeah. very least. It's right. a magical elf boat. <laughs> Frodo has elastic arms. That's the only explanation. <laughs> it's like Mr. Al- like Mr. Fantastic? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, but I do like the, the, like the shot of his hand going in. Like, the way Frodo's hand plunges down to find Sam's. Mm-hmm. is a really like it's just a great shot like like that image is good yeah i agree and, and the I sound like, is good yeah i like the foley effect i just like i like your um your explanation or your reading of the the water and i especially because like if like frodo is basically drowning in like a mental emotional sense but like Sam is like literally drowning, so I like the like the back and forth of Sam saving Frodo, but also Frodo saving Sam from his like own dreamlike death. Thing. Well, and I think I think um, when I talked about it, and the water is sort of a little dreamlike and ethereal, and it's a metaphor. Mm-hmm. So maybe in at this point, Sam is the metaphor for the part of Frodo that can be saved from the ring, mm-hmm. and so it's Frodo reaching down to save himself because if he goes without Sam. He's really turning his back on, you know, the goodness that was inside him, which Sam is kind of a representation of the the yeah. hope and the good in Frodo. Yeah. And if he really turns his back on it, then then he will drown. Frodo will drown in these emotions and, mm-hmm. and die as, as the ring bearer. Um, and so I think, you know, Sam drowning literally, physically, and Frodo saving him is Frodo saying, there might still be hope for me. Mm hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, I dig like it that a lot. Um, Though I, I feel so bad for Frodo because, like, it's never really, it's never like touched on in the movies. But like Frodo, Frodo lost his parents to to water, like they drowned. So oh, for Sam now to be drowning in front of him is like I would. I what would, would he do other than try yeah. to, to save yeah. him? Yeah, it's like. It, 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 not in the water, Sam. Not in the it, water. Yeah, it, right. it makes more a lot. Like it, it ties things uh, together better. I guess I don't know how to exactly phrase it, but with him saying, like his eyes widening, you can't saying, swim, Sam. You can't swim. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah, like go back. Um, and then he he completely changes and and goes in to save him which i like wouldn't doubt that frodo would try and save sam because sam's Mm -hmm. been 
there for his best friend and there for him throughout the whole journey. But uh, he's it it, it just makes it a little more. I wish we'd known that in the movie. Yeah, exactly. That that his parents drowned. Yeah, Yeah, because it because it could have been like a throwaway line from Bilbo at the beginning easily. Yeah, at least when I took you in after that conversation. Yeah, when I took you in after your parents drowned Mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, that's all that would have to have been said. And then people who were paying attention to the movie when they get here would be like, oh, oh, this must be terrible for yeah. Frodo. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Sam is like his brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's like they're they're so close. Um, So I, I know this is from like, we've been talking like in movie a lot and not a lot of making up. This is the sequence where Sean Astin pierced his foot, right? Yes. Yeah. Stomp it out into the water. Yeah. He marched out. And he finished the take that they were on. And then he like collapsed in the canoe and like made a shout or a pain, (laughs) a pain noise. And they came to inspect what was going on. And he had to be moved offset by a helicopter helicopter because in the middle of nowhere to have it looked at and taken care of because it was bad. I remember when my family got like the DVDs, the extended edition DVDs and, and like, for like three weekends, there was just Lord of the Rings stuff going on in the background of whatever we were doing on, <laughs> on the weekend. Um, and so it was, a lot of it got repeated. That was like one of the things like we like all were there at the same time when they talked about this part. They're like, yeah, we had divers in and we checked very carefully to make sure that it was safe. And <laughs> there was one shard of glass and he found it. They, uh, and, it was and it went like straight, it straight through his foot. Yeah, it went straight up in. It's so awful to think about. And they have a shot of him like biting onto a towel while they're doing like the the medical stuff before the 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 helicopter gets him. So he's like biting onto a towel, and then you can hear like one of the the medics that's there on set saying, "Okay, it's bleeding quite freely now." (laughs) Like that was like a positive thing. It's just like ah, Ah, sounds so bad. That means it'll be easier to clean. Yeah. yeah I guess. I'm I know sure it's a good thing, but it's still but, unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, that is, bleeding really un- in that is an unpleasant like, river phrase. water. And bleeding yeah. in river water is, like, it feels so much grosser to me than just bleeding. You know, having having stepped on glass and sharp rocks and stuff at beaches uh, a lot, <laughs> I definitely sympathize. <laughs> hey, man. We live, I live in Maine, and there's sharp rocks everywhere. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, whenever I picture this sequence, I always picture, like, in, in my head when I replay scenes from the movie, I always picture Sam having his pack on. Like, his backpack with his pots and pans and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I was watching it, and he doesn't. <laughs> and I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> it would have made it a lot harder a lot heavier yeah he would have sunk even more but like i still like that's what i imagined so i guess frodo's got the boat that has sam's kit in it i guess um he's gotta like there's stuff in the front and back they came in together right uh they were on aragorn's boat yeah um frodo stole aragorn's boat (laughs) um he's got aragorn's blessing yeah but it's it's just like I always picture it that he's got like the clunky bag and you hear like pots and pans. Like you hear the sound effect of Sam walking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I, I think of like the clunk, clunk, clunk <laughs> as he gets into the water. I'm like, there's no way Frodo can pull him out. But then I'm like, oh, watching it. 
Oh, he doesn't have the backpack on. Well, that's easy. Because <laughs> he has the backpack in two and three, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, like, he has it at the at the end of this week. Uh, fun, 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 but fun. It, it, like, throws me off. Um, Every time have, have any Sam. of you Have any of you ever walked into water fully clothed like Sam is? Yes. Yeah, it's very unpleasant. <laughs> like, when it seeps uh, in and everything and starts, like, it's sucking probably, on you. It's probably not as bad wearing, like, cotton trousers like yeah. these guys would be as opposed to blue jeans blue but jeans the, and, and waist waist high and water and blue jeans is awful but the elven cloak looks pretty heavy that looks like wool yeah that would be that would suck once you're totally submerged that had to be terrible <laughs> but when he talks about like me- waiting for action and then redunking and then uh-huh. coming up man but the way that the the cloak's moving in the water like you could tell that it's not exactly wet wet <laughs> Yeah. Even even though, like lighter fabric would move like that, but yeah, this the, heavier... the way it moves in the in the dreamlike sequence. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. when I was when I was a kid until Superman coming in for a landing. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was a kid until like junior high, I did swim team, and then I switched to track and field, uh, in junior high. But and then later on, I went back to that pool and worked as a lifeguard. So I saw I saw this again later. It was a tradition on Halloween at that pool and we did what was called the thousand yard strip and so you'd put on like your swimsuit which it was back in the 90s so it was like speedos and then you would put on 10 layers of clothing like whatever you want and then it was the like the one day a year you're allowed to just like jump in fully like i mean it's more than fully clothed like i saw a guy and he did it and he like one of his layers was a hiking backpack it was empty but he's like (laughs) i'm just gonna strap on this framed backpack like heck yeah and one time i did it i had i had like a cloak thing um and and so we would do it like it was goofy like people would have like fairy wings and hats and like weird stuff but it was so a ton like of fun. every hundred meters you take off one of the ten yeah. items so so you swim a hundred and then you take off one and then you get back in and you swim more and that was the whole practice that day and it took a while and it's hard like the first round is so slow <laughs> but then I after imagine. this movie came out I was like I know exactly what that feels like. Like that, I feel yeah, better like, for anyone who's like plunging sneakers for that. <laughs> sneakers in a pool, sneakers in water is the worst. It's terrible. Oh, but it was it was still like it was a blast to do and it was one of my favorite memories from from swim team and then when I was a lifeguard I was like, "Yes, I get a guard the 1000 yard strip." So That's much so fun funny. to watch. Like the costumes people have and then they'll like take off a layer and it's like, "Oh, they had like a muscle shirt like like one of those like puffy like fake muscle layers. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are they doing this? <laughs> but but yeah, I was like, I'm just like Sam. <laughs> uh, I actually have a note about his cloak in the last minute. Oh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm saving it. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's not yet. Not yet. She said right. last minute. I thought you meant like previous minute. Oh, speaking speaking of last minute, I completely neglected, thank you, to talk about the music. And I think the reason I like we were watching this before recording and then we like to watch it right like right before recording, both times I get really, really teary eyed. Um, when Frodo pushes the boat from the shore and when Sam waits out to meet him. And it's just the swelling of the Shire theme. Yeah. And it's so perfect because i know that the shire theme kind of becomes frodo and sam's theme but 
every time we've kind of had the Shire theme, it, they've been they've been talking about the Shire. They've been talking about going home. So like this is like the absolute point of no return, and to have that theme come back, yeah, it's just like ah, uh, it does me in every time. I'm it's like getting little, really weepy. <laughs> it's this little like you and me, Frodo. We are the Shire. Yeah, yeah. Bring me back to that pastoral paradise. Yeah. No, I just. The music just makes me really weepy. Well, and that's interesting because I remember in the extended edition, I don't think it's the same in the, in the theatrical, but the when Bilbo's doing the Shire and, and the, the theme is playing and you just get these wonderful pastoral shots. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where Bilbo talks about like hobbits have a love of things that grow and it's this nice close up on Sam like about yep. to plant some flowers. And that's like a big swelling Shire theme moment. Mm-hmm. And so I bet it swells more on Sam than anyone else when it's doing the Shire. Like Sam is the best representation of what the Shire can produce. Mm-hmm. Such a good, stout-hearted little dude. <sighs> yes, but uh, at the same time, like every bit as rustic and and floral as the Shire. <laughs> I mean, like he like he has a, a sort of um, yeah. I'm gonna say floral quality to him. Like the like he doesn't dress. Like a ragamuffin. Like, he dresses up. He tries to be nice. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it's like a rustic flower. And I like that, like, despite everything that they've been through together this whole movie, there is still that quality of, like, the innocence of the Shire, too, which I think mm-hmm. the music kind of invokes in this as well. Yeah. And it's not just, like, it's not just any part of the Shire theme. It's... It's the part of the Shire theme that leads into the Concerning Hobbits theme mm-hmm. that is swelling and then it's going to calm down. <sighs> the music's Howard really Shore. good in this thing. <laughs> and, like, it's real good music. Yeah. And this and this this whole bit with Frodo and Sam starts after a very long period of no score. Of no, yeah. no score, nothing but environmental sound. And then there's silence on Frodo just before he has the, the memory. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So. And it really makes this music, since there's like 30 seconds without it, really it's very bust tri- into like, your brain. Yeah, it's like very triumphant. Yeah. Like, like re- it's almost like a fist pump moment. Yeah. I remember. It's like the Kool-Aid man. It's the just, Kool-Aid. it just shows up. <laughs> there's no way to stop it. It just comes in. I the Shire theme is the Kool-Aid man of film I mean, stories. Just, just like this use of music in general. It just like, it just bursts in and it just takes the whole moment oh. back over I remember when when I was a kid and I saw um, at least it was the first one and the second one in the theaters. Um, I think it might have been more the second one when I like the credits came on and I was realizing it's like, oh, there's been music during this whole thing. Like it just worked so well throughout that Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about that. It was scored. I was so entranced in everything and the music. Is, it does such a good job of being there and being beautiful music that mm-hmm. you don't notice until like you're either looking for it or until you're thinking about it later. Yeah. It's it's just so well interwoven into the, the narrative. Yeah. The music really helps the story along so well. And it changes uh, at just the right moment mm-hmm. and it just swells at the right moment. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, really well thought of and put together and composed and, yeah. mm-hmm. and everything. Man, I can't wait to talk t- about one of my favorite themes next movie. Yeah. <laughs> like ever, like my fa- like one of my favorite musical themes. 
Is it Rohan? Yes. I was going to say, it's probably, it's probably <laughs> Rohan. <laughs> As a string player, yes, it is Rohan. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but we'll talk about the music more in the next couple minutes. Because mm-hmm. really. there's more good music yeah. throughout, throughout the rest of this. It's not yeah. just yeah. in this minute. <laughs> no, this was the only minute that had any <laughs> good music. <laughs> In the whole the movie. It was the Kool-Aid Man. 197 minutes so far. We, we were dry until now. And then like the Kool-Aid Man, this music came <laughs> It quenched our thirst. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us again today, guys. Yeah. It's our pleasure. And you can also on DuelingGenre.com with us... You can find Doctor's Companion, a weekly show reviewing Doctor Who, Geek by Night, our audio drama about a bunch of nerds with superpowers that run a comic book shop, Mm -hmm. and one of our newest shows, Calling BS with Brandon and Scott, a talk show, Scott Tofty, where they talk about (laughs) whatever they want to that week. Yeah. So, as always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster. Hope everyone has a great Tuesday, and we'll see you all again tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah.